It is our weekly appearance from Nikki Collin, Baylor women's basketball coach, and uh, it's uh, boy, you never really can take a full deep breath, Nikki, during the season. But after surviving that stretch where you had the oh my gosh, three games, five days, uh, and then I mean, it just do you, it, it, when you get like three days between games, does it now feel like almost a like a vacation, I mean, as opposed to the, what do we end up calling it? Four games in eight days, whatever yeah, it was. four games in eight days, you know. <laughs> and at one point, when we played that second Texas game, and I, I, I'd seen people write three and three and six, I'm like, you got to do the math. That's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That was three games in five days. And, That's right. Uh, you know, with, with very little prep. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think getting back, I mean, we're caught up. We're caught up in the standings. There's, you know, there's a couple teams, um, Kansas State and uh, Oklahoma State, that have played one more game. But we've basically caught the field in terms mm-hmm. of um, total number of games played. And, the, and then, you know, we go typical schedule from here on out. I mean, it would be great to say that our bye week was was now instead of basically March, right before our last game, yeah. um, to give ourselves a bigger deep breath. But yeah, I mean, this still feels normal. Now we're in normal two-day prep between games and and uh, a real day off on Sunday. And so, yeah, it feels definitely more normal. All right. I, the uh, the Kansas State game, uh, the, you know, obviously didn't like how that first one went. And uh, I would say that, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously you just need to win. It wasn't really about avenging anything. But, my goodness, you, put, you all put it on K-State. And – this is a player in, I believe her nickname, they call her Yoki, but Ioka, the six-six uh, uh, young woman there from Kansas State who's been so dominant. Uh, I mean, I think you all ended up holding her to eight points in that game. I mean, it's pretty remarkable considering what uh, what she's capable of. She put 61 on a uh, really good OU team. What, uh, what was your strategy? Obviously, she got in some foul trouble and everything, but what – what did uh, what, what what did you do going in, and and did it basically work exactly like you planned? Yeah, I mean it did. I think that we took the approach. Um, we took a little bit more of a uh, Texas Longhorn approach, to be honest. I know our fans don't want to hear that, but you know we were we were a little kamikaze. You know we were crazy ball pressure. Um, you know we were denying one pass away everywhere. And we fronted her. You know, we felt like we needed to disrupt timing. We needed passes. We're smaller at every position um, except the four against them. I mean, their guards are all six foot tall. Um, She's six foot six. And so, you know, we had to heat them up. I mean, we had to be aggressive with our ball pressure, aggressive with our denial. You know, we needed those passes in the post to be two inches short or two inches long, you know. And so, you know, our plan, you know, was, was to be aggressive, to make them uncomfortable, and we did that, you know, we, were we lucky enough to get like a little bump foul on her? You know, we got an offensive foul, um, which in the last game I thought, you know, should have been called multiple times. And, and we got one of those early and, you know, then you get one of those ticky tack fouls when one of our guards driving through the lane and she's sitting there with two, um, you know, and then our pressure, our, um, you know, got her a little out of her game, you know, to where, um, you know, she had the offensive foul uh, with the whole world watching and, you know, was talking as she was doing it. And so that, you know, we we just made her uncomfortable. We made them uncomfortable. And, you know, we just did a good job 
of getting the ball to the high post early against the zone, making some shots and then playing inside out. And, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I've said from the beginning, I don't think we're a team um, that you should be able to consistently zone. I'm not saying our, we, we don't, our shooters aren't going to have off nights, but, mm-hmm. you know, we put enough good pieces on the floor to be really effective against zones because, you know, we can play to the high low game with Fliss. We um, can make threes. And so, you know, it was a little bit of everything, you know, whether it was um, avenging a loss, you know, I just feel like, you know, we, we, we played that last game against them with, I mean, we traveled with seven, five of the seven basically tested positive the next day after we played. Yeah. So we just, we didn't have any energy when we played them. So it was good to just simply see us, you know, what we could look like playing them, you know, with energy. Yeah, this is a, this conference is so fascinating to me because it's like OU had that. Uh, I know that was a gut wrenching loss for for your team, and then they turned around and just get waxed. Um, you know, after that, you just never know. But it just it does seem like after that loss, Nikki, we haven't really talked since that. The the you know after all that, and then the wins after that. That boy, this thing could have gone either way. Do, do you think in some ways you never want to? You would rather learn after close wins than losses. But did that loss end up having what you feel like might be a galvanizing effect on your team? Because what y'all did against Texas, that's sort of unheard of to, to win, you know, two games in three days. And then uh, and then you've just continued to build on this. Looking back, do you think maybe at the end of the season or even now, you'll look back and go, hey, that was a defining moment for us? <laughs> I, I, you know what? I hope so. In some ways I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure I'm, I'm quite that deep. I think sometimes there's aha (laughs) moments like where things come together and you go, okay, that's, that's how it can and how it should look. Or, um, wow. Like I can get mine and you can get yours. We can all, you know, we can all eat, you know, and, um, and, and be really good individually and collectively. Um, you know, I think that game, um, you know, I caught some flack for, for being honest after the game, you know, about, how tough that day was against OU, the weather, um, you know, constantly getting updates on when they were going to get here and, and this and that. What I was trying to do is say, like, I feel like we did the right thing in prioritizing, you know, the OU players' health and safety, giving them enough time after they got off the bus to, to warm up. And, 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 and I know that people think that, okay, we had all the advantage because they'd been on a bus for four hours. But anyone in sports, anyone knows that sometimes what can bind a team is this us against the world mentality, you know, so Mm -hmm. you, you've been on a bus for six, eight hours and, you know, you get taped on the bus, you roll off the bus and it's like, we're all we got, you know, and, and there's almost this camaraderie and attitude of we got nothing to lose. Let's just play for each other. Um, We're supposed to lose. We've had all this adversity and, you know, OU's obviously a tough matchup for us. I mean, there's, um, you know, how they stretch the floor, their small ball, how many threes they shoot. Um, you know, we, we, if we're going to beat them in the, the, the big 12 tournament and hope we get another chance, you know, we, we have to, we have to be better. We have to be better executing against their zone. Um, I always say like, it's really easy for me when teams play man to man, um, to get list shots. It's really easy for me to get her shots in man to man. I can screen for, I can move her around. I can move her inside. I can move her outside, um, uh, which is kind of what we did when we played Texas. Um, but when a team plays us the majority of zone, you gotta you gotta work in teams. You know, you gotta work sometimes. And so continuing to get our team to understand where those teams are and so that, you know, we we can continue to play two and through 
um, list will be important for us against them. You know, um, we dominated them inside in the first game. Um, we didn't as much, I thought, as we, we couldn't should the second time. So, you know, we're still learning, you know, I mean, this team is still learning. And I think, um, you know, I won't put too much into one game or the other. I think we came out of that OU game. We didn't even practice for Texas. We did a walkthrough. I mean, um, that game took a lot out of us. You know, we started it an hour late. Um, we played a lot of minute players, a lot of minutes. So the day before Texas, you know, it was truly a walkthrough. Like we're doing recovery. You guys are getting in cold tubs. We're going to watch a little film and we're going to walk through what they do. And so I, I felt really proud of how they dialed in to the game plan. Um, you know, obviously as a staff, you don't get any sleep in that scenario because I certainly couldn't move on from OU um, and start working on Texas until that game was over. And so, you know, kind of working around the clock to feel like you can get your team prepared in 45 minute walkthrough um, for a big rivalry game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pressure in that. I mean, I think people were like, oh, are you so excited to be Texas? I'm not sure if I was more excited or more relieved, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. happy for my team, you know, really happy for my team and my staff and, the, you know, our, our fan base. Um, but in a lot of ways for me, the how fast and furious it came, it was just a sense of relief a little bit that, you know, we, we were able to kind of pull off what we did. Yeah. Uh, hearing you say that, you know, reminds me of i think that's what bill parcells used to say and we would sort of ask him like where's the joy in this like where's the the fun or the you know and in in that that's a little bit what he would say is just like yeah it's it's not so much a fun it's it's just a relief when you win and um and yeah sometimes that's that's uh that's how it is and different coaches have different perspectives but uh that's it's kind of a fascinating uh, way to to think about it now this is um, and it's been fun, by the way. Some of the crowds, the students have really gotten into it. One thing I'd like to see, because I noticed that the Baylor Club kind of had like a pregame tailgate for the women. There's too much time in between those games. Like you should have mm-hmm. 11 a.m. Awesome, you know, huge crowd, excited to beat Texas. Any anytime y'all play Texas, you've already learned it's a big deal with us. And mm-hmm. It, but then, you know, just have some fun, like maybe an hour or 30 minutes between, whatever, and then just go with the next game. I know I know these things are oh, scheduled you know, in you advance. and I think that way. Fans think that way. Coaches think that way. We're, but we're also, when you when you live in this world we're in, you think about all the implications for, you know, marketing and um, fan engagement and all of that. And it's oh, yeah. it's not always quite as simple as, you know, okay, you've got men's basketball season ticket holders and women's basketball season ticket holders, and you have parking, you know, situations. And so I think that those true doubleheaders freak the heck out of facilities and, um, <laughs> you know, that type of thing, you know. And, and, and so I, I'm with you from a, hey, let's just keep that at least half that men's crowd on for our game. Now, I will say this, our, our crowd for that 5 o'clock tip was awesome. Like, it was um, – I was I was really really impressed. It wasn't nearly as big a student crowd as as we had for Texas, which I know there's no surprise, and that was Friday night. Um, but for a Saturday five o'clock game, that was um, a really really great crowd. And you know you talk about the fun part and stuff like that in sports and and this idea of relief. You know one of the, one of the great things for for me, one of the things that was most fun about going down um, to Texas and winning was the amount of the amount of fans that traveled or that lived down there and came yeah. out to that game because you know one of one of um kind of a uh and and I know I mean people have realized like 
you know, like you're certainly going to see um, fire and tenacity and in that, but you're also going to see me smile during a game. It's just, I love my job. I'm passionate about it. You know, I, I have fun, like nothing makes me happier than dialing up a good ATO and, and, you know, our, our, our team executing and getting an easy one. And so, um, you know, but, but to be able to like, you know, kind of engage our crowd <laughs> um, in Austin was, was a lot of fun for me. And there was a, there was a Texas fan right behind the scores table. Um, you know, we'd gone on a run and I, I, you know, raised my arms and gotten our, our crowd cheering in their building, which was, which was fun. That was fun. For me, <laughs> not gonna lie. And, um, but it was so funny because there was a lady, cause I don't hear a lot that goes on in the crowd. I'm pretty like when a game goes on, like, you know, it, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so uber focused that I usually miss that stuff, but it was at, at a free throw. And I think Texas might've been on like a four Oh run or a three Oh run. And they were at the foul line and, you know, some, some lady in like the first or second row, oh, are you going to try to get them to stand now? Are you going to try to get them to stand now, coach? How about now? You know, and I just, <laughs> I just looked and pointed and smiled at her. I thought it was great. Like, so, um, you know, that was, as my staff likes to say, you were in your bag in that game, you know, but, um, you know, it, that, that sometimes is the fun, is the fun part. You know, I, I truly love kind of um, the idea that I, I do get to coach a sport um, for a living and there are fun moments and it doesn't make, it doesn't make the heartbreak any less, you know, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, I always say like the, the beauty and the, um, uh, you know, whatever in sports is like you, you play Oklahoma and we obviously have a double digit lead and we had a double digit lead up there and, you know, they're going to put up stats all the time about how many double digit deficits Oklahoma's come back from. And you're going to see Baylor on their list, you know, on all of those, but there's also six and seven other teams. Um, you know, but if that last basket goes, you know, you have a totally different feeling, you know, you, yeah. it, it's like the, the difference in one point, you know, in, in sports and basketball, like it's the, you know, the triumphant feel of winning and just the devastation of losing. And sometimes you think, oh my gosh, that is, that is the difference between one 18 to 22 year old making one free throw, you know, or oh, one yeah. layup or, you know, and sometimes you just have to, you have to put perspective on that. Like, this is crazy, you know, that you, you feel like this, that, you know, um, and, but it's also what motivates you to get better. You know, I mean, there's, there's no question that, um, you know, when you lose those close games, like how motivated you are to, you know, do better. Yeah. And for, this is Nikki Collin, her weekly appearance on the Matt Mosley show ESP in central Texas uh, ATO. She's talking about after the timeout and uh, not the fraternity that has been showing up at uh, uh, quite That's a few awesome of these as games. Well, yes. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, right here. We, uh, you know, we <clears throat> I view things from the perspective of when I was in school and my ATO buddies, uh, I think about the time we were finishing up at Baylor, were banned from campus, and, you know, in your mind, you just assume they never came back. And so all these ATOs, to see them as, like, these great supporters of, of, of your program and basketball, I'm like, wait, the ATOs? What are they doing back on campus? <laughs> <laughs> but um, seemed like a good bunch of dudes. And, uh, and, and, and sadly, I think my Fijis were, were banned here recently, but now back on campus doing some good things as the Gams tend to do. Although, by the way, Coach, if you've been to, um, trying to think, you hadn't been around that long enough to, to even go through. You did have, you were around for homecoming. Have you been to Pigskin or Seeing yet? No, no. Okay, all right. You need to, you need to, you and the family 
you, you, you really, that's one of those things you got to do. Now, I, w- I would recommend pigskin because it's fewer acts, and that's, of course, okay. the, the big singing and dancing, all the fraternities and sororities put it on. And um, it's a big deal for Baylor people, but when you try to explain it like to other people who didn't go to Baylor, it, it sounds very strange, and they don't, they don't okay. really get it. Okay. But anyway, Fair. yeah, just, just know the Fijis used to be very big time at that, at, at the, uh, <laughs> three sings in a row, three sing victory. I think we sang every Lay Miz song. Okay, uh, last, last thing I've, I've got for you, TCU coming up. Um, TCU struggled this season, a team that in recent years has, has actually had some postseason success. And and uh, Coach Peebly seemingly had some things headed in the right direction. Um, this has just been a tough year, and they've had some very very close calls. I actually think one of their wins was over Texas Tech. What is the uh, what What have you kind of seen about that team? And what is the uh, when when that team is performing well? What are they doing? Yeah, you know, interesting. Like um, even watching them in the last week, you'd love to say at this point a team that's won six games you know, is ready to uh, um, just dial it in for the season, you know, and, but they're not, I mean, you know, they, they were in a tie game, one point lead and one point down against Kansas at Kansas in the last five minutes. Um, You know, they played Kansas state really well for 35 minutes. Um, You know, they're a team that's really deep. They play a lot of players. They play with a ton of energy. Um, You know, that's the thing that worries me the most. I mean, besides Lauren Hurd, who, you know, plays downhill, fifth-year senior. They've got a bunch of super seniors um, that have played in their system. Um, and so, you know, they're doing some new things. I went back and watched the Baylor game from the Big 12 tournament last night, you know, to see what they're running this year relative to last year. And they're definitely running offensively a lot of different stuff. Um, but, you know, they, they just they, – they have had a hard time putting 40 good minutes together. You know, they, they get 35 in or they played Iowa State just this weekend you know, to, to like a two-point game at halftime or just short, shy of halftime. And I thought we're playing really, really well. And then, you know, Iowa State goes on to make 19 threes and, you know, the game gets away. And so they're still competing. They play with a lot of energy. Um, they mix man and zone. They mix presses. They mix types of zones. Um, they do a lot of different things um, to keep you off balance. So our ability to kind of handle half-court traps, if they're in that, a regular 2-3, you know, understanding our game plan against that man to man when they're going to switch when they're not, it just, they've got a lot of versatile pieces, you know, that in one possession, you know, they'll be playing the three and then the next position they're in the post. And so, you know, our ability to communicate, get matched up, you know, will be really important um, against them. But, you know, Lauren Hurd, just a player that puts, puts downhill pressure on you, you know, goes to the line more than any player in the big 12, just, just is really always in attacking mode. And, and when she's making shots, then they become hard to guard. Well, it'll be fun, and uh, and and hoping uh, uh, it's just, it's always it's always these games have been fun. Student support has been really good, and uh, and that's that's been very exciting. And Melissa, Big Twelve Player of the Week, I feel like it should be like the two weeks, whatever month, uh, 27, 28, 30, a twenty three point game, a pretty uh, pretty awesome stretch here. By the way, while we were talking. As we wrap things up, uh, Coach, I did get a uh, – it's just concerning that uh, my 14-year-old sent me a, a screen grab of Instagram, and Baylor has just announced – formally announced the extension for Dave Aranda. <laughs> so, oh, good. I don't <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. I mean, so. I, I, guess, I guess formally everyone always knew it, knew it was happening. Yes, yes. yes. So these, it has You know, these down. private schools, we can keep things a little quieter around here. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, you, that's great. <laughs> all right. Yeah, would you mind? I don't think I have your contract numbers. Would you mind sharing those? Yeah, that, that'll be, I'll just send those to you in a text. You know, I'll just give you the direct link. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, anyway, well, listen, always uh, always enjoy it and uh, appreciate it. And uh, good luck tomorrow night as the uh, team uh, continues to surge and uh, continued success to you. Thank you. Appreciate it, Matt. All right, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas Campus Confidential is next.